Welcome to The Nine Line, your news and information source for healthcare-related issues impacting Southern Nevada veterans, and a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. And now, here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Hi, welcome to The Nine Line Podcast. I'm your host, John Archiquette, and joining me again is my co-host, Joshua Gray. Hi, John. How's it going? It's going great. You know, we were just talking about... uh, how nice and you know concise your your name is very easy to pronounce right. and unlike you know, yours yeah you know Archiquette. <laughs> so uh, joining us we have two special guests one of whom joins me in the uh, uh, not as as uh, intuitive to pronounce last day uh, we have Delancey de Saint Prince which is actually a lot easier to say than what I assumed it was right yeah <laughs> and we have Carolyn Pierce. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we are here today to uh, talk about Healthy Kitchen Kitchen, uh, the MOVE program, and dietary choices in general, because I think that's something that, uh, you know, the last year and a half, in addition to COVID and everything, has been like, kind of the forefront of everybody's mind, because everyone's diet and exercises probably take a bit of a hit. Lots of stress eating. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Right. Mm-hmm. Lots of stress eating, and unfortunately, not a lot of... Uh, Stress exercises. Yeah, stress yeah. exercises. <laughs> yeah, how come nobody ever stress exercises? <laughs> I mean, some people do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when the gym's locked down for months at a time, sometimes that can be difficult. It's a lot fewer people than stress eat. That's yeah. for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, welcome, ladies. Great to have you guys here. Um, so, let's first, right off the bat, uh, we'll talk about the two programs I kind of introduced, uh, the Healthy Teaching Kitchen and the MOVE program. Um, Carolyn, you work a lot with these programs. Can you tell us a little bit about what those programs are? So the VA, you know, determined that it was so important to have, uh, to help veterans where they're at. And so they came up with programs to help veterans lose weight, which is the MOVE program. And unlike the name sounds, it's an acronym. It doesn't mean we're going to do exercise. It's motivating overweight veterans everywhere. And then the Healthy Teaching Kitchen program, the VA determined we need to teach our veterans how to cook for themselves. And so that's what the program's all about. I mean, those two things obviously go you know, hand in hand. Yes. Um, you know, yet generally, when people are looking to lose weight or, or make lifestyle changes like that, you know, diet and exercise are, are two of the, the primary things. Um, a couple weeks ago, or a couple episodes ago, I should say, um, we had Charlene Dagan on uh, from our Whole Health program. And, you know, she talked about on the, the eight different aspects of the whole health spectrum one of the, the areas that veterans consistently said were areas of concern that they wanted to work on uh, was you know, the body and with that diet and exercise. So I'm sure that probably leads a lot of, uh, a lot of consults to come to you. Um, you know, what, what kind of things do you see when veterans come to you and ask for, for help? Um, I'll speak from the perspective first of inpatient. Um, I'm a dietetic intern, and I have yet to be in outpatient setting, so most of my time has been inpatient. So I think a lot of the times veterans will first receive the news or the recommendation inpatient to change their eating habits. So when I come along, especially for, let's say, an education consult, um, things that I see all the time, regardless of disease state or diagnosis, is that veterans are very overwhelmed with the idea, the prospect of changing their eating habits. Where do I even start? Um, There are so many things that fall under that simple recommendation of change your eating habits. So, you know, for example, you have a 
maybe a patient who has uncontrolled diabetes, or you have a patient who is just diagnosed with cancer but has poor appetite, but they need to eat more calories somehow. So that's what I see all the time on the inpatient side is a lot of overwhelming feelings. And so what we always recommend is um, referring them to an outpatient dietitian, someone like Carolyn, who can help them uh, break that down into just smaller, more um, realistic steps. Sure, because, you know, if they're inpatient, obviously we can kind of control right. what meals that they're getting and, you know, yes. that things are being kind of provided for them. That's a big thing because we can provide all their meals inpatient, which is great, but what happens when they go home? Um, and everybody's living situation is going to be a little different. Do they have someone there to cook for them? Do, can they cook for themselves? Do they even have the nutrition education? Where, where are they starting? Um, so, yeah, that outpatient referral is really helpful. You know, and you said that Healthy Teaching Kitchen is, is teaching veterans how to cook. Um, when you look at the population that, that we have as far as ages of veterans, it's generally people who are much older. I guess my question is, is why does do we have to teach people how to cook? Like, like is that a, a skill they never developed? Is it uh, you changing a habit maybe? But, it, you know, eating is one of those things that everybody has to do, so people can usually provide for themselves one way or another. Um, so I guess why is it necessary to have, have classes to teach people how to cook? A lot of times, as you said, uh, some of our veterans are older, and they may now be on their own for the first time ever. And uh, even the younger ones, uh, when they got into the military and then out, now they're on their own for the first time without somebody uh, giving them any direction. And the setting of the Healthy Teaching Kitchen, where before COVID we did face-to-face classes, now we're using the VA Video Connect, and it is really very successful. So we demonstrate, and they're at home, they can cook along. Um, but before and after, we've seen immediate change from one week to the next. Patients, or excuse me, veterans adopting practices that they learn from one week to the next. It's really amazing. So what kind of foods are you teaching people to cook in a, in a healthy teaching kitchen? I, I'm assuming by the name it's not hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> right. Um, we try and... Uh, make modifications of things that they're used to eating. Um, We have a really yummy turkey sloppy joe recipe. Um, We have breakfast burritos. We have smoothies, oatmeal, you know, what? Um, all kinds of other things. Uh, from my time with Carolyn, what I've seen too is that we do a really good job of um, teaching veterans how to make easy meals just a few ingredients, um, easy ingredients that you can buy from a grocery store, like a, you know, a box of Fiber One cereal, something, uh, you know, something that's actually relatable, right? They're not going to go out into your orchard and pick your very organic to I mean, it's something <laughs> that people can actually relate to and apply in their everyday life. Um, and it's simple and it's convenient because that's the thing too, with the rise of convenience foods, if you come home and you're hungry, everybody needs to eat, well, it's so much easier to just order Uber Eats or um, something quick and easy as opposed to going to the kitchen and making it yourself. So if we build that, those technical skills and that knowledge that, hey, you know, um, eating healthy can be easy and convenient as well that is going to be key because the convenience food these days it's so tempting you know never to use your kitchen well and then you know with with the pandemic um 
you know, so oh, many yeah. people were, you know, not wanting to go to the grocery exactly. store or you couldn't go to restaurants. So everyone mm-hmm. was, like you said, Uber Eats or right. DoorDash or, you know, they, you know, they were consistently ordering out from, from restaurants, which, you know, is great for the small restaurant community. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, but it's not necessarily economically sustainable and it's not really healthy. Right. And there's nothing wrong with going out to eat on the weekends with your family and enjoying a good meal. Um, But I think what we're trying to bust is this preconceived notion that healthy eating is something that people can't access, right? That only certain people with with, um, these elevated culinary skills really can do healthy cooking at home. That's not the case. Anyone can do it. And that's what we're promoting with Healthy Teaching Kitchen. Exactly. And I think it's so important to, to stress that it should be for all ages because, oh, yeah. as you said, you know, for older veterans, you know, maybe they they aren't able to, to you know go out to to grocery shop as often, or you know, if they're living alone, maybe they don't want to make elaborate meals. But as you said, some of the younger veterans they don't have they, they've kind of been instilled with poor eating habits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's you know the military just providing them with a chow hall pass, or I mean, Josh can attest to this because we served around the same time. Every single military base has a food mall or a mm-hmm. you know, food court. Yep. And you have a lot of those first term airmen. Yeah. Popeyes, Taco mm-hmm. Bell, pizza, this and that. Yeah, all that. Yep. And, you know, first term airmen or Marines, young Marines, young soldiers, doesn't matter. I mean, it's so much easier sometimes when you don't have to go to the chow hall mm-hmm. and just walk down to Taco Bell. Exactly. And so you, you kind of have those bad habits that you have to try to break. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I'm, I'm sure that you probably deal with a lot, a lot of that too. Yeah, we do a really great chicken taco recipe. See, I'm going to need to get some of these these chicken know, tacos, right? yeah. the, the turkey. Where do I sign toes. up? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, those are those are some awesome programs that you guys have going on. Um, with the pandemic, you had to move everything kind of to telehealth, right? Yeah. So how is it going now with trying to do a hybrid model, or are you moving to face to face? We are going to be moving to -to face-to-face soon, Uh, but for the time being, we're doing everything virtual. Um, And as I said, we'd still see immediate change from one week to the next. Um, Even with just a demo, we send them the recipes, a cookbook, um, and we're still seeing change. Um, We do look forward to the day when we get back to -to face-to-face because when you can sit down, put it together yourself, taste it right on the spot it's a big difference i mean if i had a choice between you know watching the food network or having you know food network there where i could actually eat the samples yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'd be much more incentivized yeah you know maybe we can collaborate with uh, gordon ramsay or one of the one of the celebrities that that, (laughs) that cook down on the strip and have them come in and you know do a uh a kind of a, a special healthy teaching kitchen webcast that'd right. be that'd be fun i mean i'll, vol- I'll volunteer as the uh <laughs> judge right right yeah, yeah of course I mean, i'll probably give everyone a's i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna be too harsh of a critic but. right right no and i think the face-to-face i i do think we have plans for it um i i starting in january i think we're going to be doing every other first thursday um 90 minute cooking group so we're we're slowly implementing it back um that uh, every other Thursday starting in January, that's mostly to give veterans a preview. Um, I think we're also adding in some specialty classes. That's another really great thing about Healthful, Healthy Teaching Kitchen is that um, we offer a variety of different classes depending on different disease states, different uh, nutrition recommendations, right? So we have um, 
a diabetes class, kidney health, heart health, pain management, cancer survivorship, and healthy holidays. We have healthy holidays going on right now. And I believe next year we're gonna be adding a women's only group as well as healthy eating on a budget. So those are some things you can expect in the near future. Awesome, looking forward yeah. to seeing those. <laughs> so with, you mentioned before about uncontrolled diabetes mm-hmm. and you know, obviously that's something that is a you know, high concern in the general population in addition to veterans, but especially veterans because you know, we, saw, we have some veterans who have diabetes linked to things like uh, Agent Orange exposure, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. How, how much does diabetes drive what you guys are you know, assisting veterans with? Is it, a, is it a very common thing that you guys are seeing? Yeah, I would have to say quite a lot. I'm actually, um, I have an advanced certificate in uh, diabetes education, so um, I can, you know, address veterans' concerns. And um, it seems that uh, I want to say more than 50% of the veterans that I see have diabetes or pre-diabetes. And pre-diabetes, unless you do something about it, will be diabetes eventually. And I'm afraid that uh, oftentimes veterans don't take it as seriously uh, because the doctor or the provider just says, um, oh, it's just pre-diabetes, it's just pre-diabetes, but it's still a pretty serious condition. Mm -hmm. So if the doctor tells you you have pre-diabetes, is that like, all right, well, you're already set, uh, you're gonna gonna have diabetes in five years, or is is it reversible? Is it something you can work through? Totally reversible. Two things that you, American Diabetes Association says you must do. Exercise at least 150 minutes a week. And if you break that down into seven, that's only 21 minutes a day. And lose a modest amount of weight, which is only, they only recommend five to 7%. So five to 7%, if you're 200 pounds, 5% is 10 pounds. That's modest. Mm -hmm. And you can see it reverse. So with, with diabetes especially, but with, you know, anybody who's looking at losing weight, um, you know, how do you explain to a veteran, how do you stress the importance of a sustainable diet as opposed to, you know, a lot of us who did PT tests who were worried about trying to make weight or trying to, you know, make tape would, you know, find these crash diets. I, I had a boss one time who literally spent a month eating nothing but hot dogs and sliced cheese because he was so worried about eating <laughs> carbs. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you, you get a lot of crazy people out there with, with these fad diets. But how do you express, like, express the importance of, of a sustainable diet? Uh, Well, I've always found that um, when addressing fad diets, I think what's so appealing about fad diets is you can just kind of go on autopilot and blindly subscribe to them. They're very um, black and white, which is what people like, right? A lot of the times people are like, just tell me what to do, tell me what to eat and what not to eat. Um, And they also a lot of the times promise quick results, right? If you're trying to make weight really quick. so I have found that rather than just immediately shooting down the fad diets because you can get pushback a lot of the times, right? People can become defensive about that. Rather, let's, uh, as opposed to blindly subscribing to diets, let's take a more active approach in our um, food choices. So just promoting more mindfulness, um, starting with evidence-based uh, nutrition guidelines and going from there. Let's uh, let's. Cr- keep a food journal, right? Let's look at our personal triggers. Let's really get mindful about how we feel after we eat certain foods and build a sustainable diet from there. Because a lot of the times with nutrition, it's not black and white. It's very gray and it's very personalized. So I think promoting mindfulness and an active role um, in your food choices is going to be key to busting those fat diets. I mean, that's, that's a very important reason why it's 
you know, great to have dietitians here mm -hmm. rather than just someone, you know, blindly going on Google and trying to look up diets because right. you can really look at a person's chart and look at their profile and figure out what's the best way mm -hmm. to kind of tailor a lifestyle that works for them. Right. And it depends on different diagnoses too, right? Which is what's so great about Healthy Teaching Kitchen because they have a variety of different classes for different diagnoses, right? So we're not all built the same. We're not all uh, living the same lifestyle. We don't all have the same living situation. These are all important things to factor when making um, our food choices as well as building healthy eating habits. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, the dietitians to talk about Healthy Teaching Kitchen and the MOVE program. You're listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. We'll be back with more right after this. Getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy so we don't miss out on what matters. Like that family movie night your daughter can't live without. Yeah, can't do that. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu. Especially now, no one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot. Find out more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. You went car shopping? You meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The galaxy is safe once again. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Nine Line, Southern Nevada's source for veteran-related healthcare news and information. Here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Welcome back to The Nine Line Podcast. John and Josh here with Delancey and Carolyn. We're talking about Healthy Teaching Kitchen, the MOVE program, and just uh, food. making... Yeah, food. <laughs> Yum, food. But, but making uh, you know smart choices with your food. Oh. Unlike the, the donuts that were brought in today. I know, right? I had two. <laughs> I don't make good food choices. I'm, I'm the last person you want to follow when it comes to food choices. But, you know, like, but that's just an example of, you know, you're a normal person who, you know, tries to eat healthy when they can, but sometimes, you know, makes, makes <laughs> bad Tasty food choices. mistakes. Well, yeah. Yes. Tasty but, mistakes. you know, if a veteran comes to you and, you know, isn't trying to, because sometimes especially among the like military community diets can kind of be like a taboo thing like you know people don't want to look at like well I'll just you know I'll just work out I'll, I'll eat whatever I want and I'll work out um, how do you kind of express to them it's like you know you don't have to completely cut out the things that you enjoy that's, that's one of the first things I tell them you know let's start small if you normally drink four sodas a day how about cutting back by one? It, it's not, as Delancey said, black uh, yeah. and white. Right, right. From an inpatient perspective, when you come in for a nutrition education consult, I can't tell you how many times veterans are like, well, this is it for me. 
I don't get to enjoy life anymore. <laughs> You're here to tell me that, right? I'm like, no, not at all. It's, we're, we're here to talk about mindfulness. And again, people get very overwhelmed with the idea of eat better. What does that even mean? And the key uh, is small steps, right? You pick, you prioritize what you need to change, a small little thing, we work on it for maybe a month. If you automate it into your daily routine, and then we move on from there. It doesn't need to be the end of the world. Uh, not at all. No, no, no. Do you see a lot of that where you have veterans who, you know, maybe they do get a diabetes diagnosis and they just think, okay, well, this is the end? Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I often hear, I can't eat bread. I can't eat rice. I can't eat potatoes. I can't, I can't, I can't. And that's one of the first things I tell them is, yes, you can. You have to move things around on the plate, you know, change your portions in one direction or the other, but you can still enjoy the foods that you like uh, it, within moderation. Yeah, for me, like I, about a year ago, I lost about 30 pounds. And for me, a lot of it was just serving sizes. Like, yeah. like, pay attention to the serving sizes on the thing. Like, oh like, gosh, yes. like a flat of Oreos is not three <laughs> servings. When it says it's nine yeah. servings, they mean that, uh -huh. right? Yes. It's not, you know, you don't eat one row as a serving. That's not how it works. Um, do you find it's hard to, to break people of that? It's like, hey, don't eat half the pizza. Have a quarter of the pizza, maybe, I, right? I think label reading is such an important skill. Um, you don't realize how sneaky food marketers are, right? And with the um, the serving size, the food label, I mean, that I think that's an invaluable skill. And I think um, a lot of people uh, aren't up to date on how to read them. So absolutely, I do, I do think sometimes it can be hard to teach people that. And it can be hard to grasp, too, the math, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, one serving size is like one-third of a cup of this and that. And you're like, if you don't know your tablespoons from your cups, that doesn't mean anything to the you know average consumer, right? I just learned the difference between a tablespoon and a teaspoon yesterday. Right, exactly. <laughs> there you go, right? So you read a, you read a, <laughs> you read a food <laughs> label, and you're just like, what is that? I mean, if you don't know, how can you relate? How can you visualize that? I do know the difference, in all fairness. I uh, I grabbed the wrong one when I was putting uh, <laughs> turmeric in a soup. And oh. we'll just say it tasted more like Indian food and less like chicken noodle soup. Oh, no. <laughs> it's still good, though. Right, right. But, you know, going going back to the, the, you know, the conversation about picking out the right foods and things like that, mm -hmm. when a veteran gro goes grocery shopping, you know, if they have a recipe, that's all well and good. But if they're just going, you know, for a general supply run, you know, they go to Costco and... Okay, and you just pick up the basics. What kind of things do you recommend for, for veterans to pick up? Um, well, I, I always hear about the importance of pantry staples, right? Um, so a lot of really great uh, foods that you can use as a as a base for a lot of dishes, foods that are versatile. Um, I'm sure Carolyn could talk a little bit more. Or? Yeah, one of the things I always recommend is if you can get uh, bags of frozen vegetables that you can take out in just the serving size you're gonna eat versus a can of something, which is gonna have tons of salt. Uh, if you can make that one sub simple substitution, that's a great start. Um, you don't have to buy fresh. Most of us, if we're honest, overbuy fresh mm -hmm. and then we waste exactly and so uh that's another thing to pay attention to that's why frozen is a really good alternative but not frozen with the sauce or frozen with the flavoring or cheese <laughs> just plain mm -hmm. um, and they're economical as well 
Well, and that's one thing that, you know, in living in Las Vegas, we don't have the luxury of, of a lot of organic farmers markets or things like that that you would if you lived in an, you know, an agricultural area. I grew up in Wisconsin. There's farmers markets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, here, we don't really have that luxury. So for some people who live in, you know, what has been kind of deemed a food desert, where mm-hmm. you don't really have a lot of, you know, fresh grocers nearby, or maybe you don't have the the financial means to shop at a Sprouts or a Whole Foods, mm-hmm. you know, that's not always an option. So you recommend Frozen as being the, the next best alternative? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's no, uh, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the organic, uh, I call it whole paycheck instead of whole foods. <laughs> 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 you know, so I'm all about saving money uh, and spending your money wisely. So if you want to go to the bougie stores and spend a lot of money, <laughs> fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not mandatory for good health. It's not. You don't want to spend $10 for a pre-peeled orange? No. <laughs> Do you have any healthy teaching kitchen rep- recipes for avocado toast? We do. Awesome. I'm going to need that. Hey. Oh. I love you're trying to make fun of me, but I'm going to need that. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Healthy Teaching Kitchen, you've gotten a lot of support from not just, you know, within the local VA, but you've also gotten community support as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. We can't say thank you loud enough to the Nevada Elks Association, who have two years in a row given us a big chunk uh, for us to spend because it all goes back to the veterans and and we really appreciate them so much for that uh, on the same lines as that uh, congratulations to Russ Childers who is the, the president I believe of the the Nevada Elks Club or Elks Lodge uh, he was just recognized at the um, Veterans Day ceremony by the governor oh, wow. so he's, he's awesome. been a, a very important member of our veteran community here so yeah, if, uh, if anybody sees Russ out there make sure you give him a big thank you uh, on behalf of us and behalf of the Healthy Teaching Kitchen. Very good. Because I know he does a lot of great work. So, um, One other question I had about the, uh, the Healthy Teaching Kitchen program. Um, as you guys eventually do move back to face-to-face, how does a veteran get involved with, uh, with you know, joining in on that? So the um, general classes, they can call and self-schedule. They call the call center, which is 702-791-9024, and they can ask to be scheduled into the next one that works with their schedule. Um, the specialty classes, they just need to talk to their dietitian, um, and then the dietitian can refer them to the one that suits them the best. But once you take one class, you're not limited to only taking that one class. You can take another class if you if you uh, like, if you want more help, if you just want to participate again. We really welcome all the veterans. And how about the MOVE program? Somebody wanted to get involved with the, the MOVE program. Do they already have to be overweight, or what's the, the rule on that? Um, so a BMI over 30, uh, that is automatic qualification to get into the, um, the MOVE program, or a BMI of over 27 with uh, comorbidity factors like uh, diabetes or high blood pressure or something like that. And they just call that same call center number and can self-schedule into any of the classes. There's a one-time enrollment class and we have classes Monday through Saturday. What kind of success stories have you seen uh, since you've been working with the Healthy Teaching Kitchen and the MOVE program? Um, I've seen uh, you know, we teach 15-week series of classes, and every single class that I, t- that I teach, every series, I see at least one person lose close to 50 pounds. Wow. Yeah. 
and uh, several, I would say about half, lose at least 10 pounds. I'd be happy with a 10 pound weight loss. I don't know most people who, you know, who wouldn't be happy with a 10 pound weight loss, especially as we get older. It makes a huge difference on our health. When, when people talk about dieting, whether it's a fad diet or just trying to change things, um, you know, there's always the ping pong. There, there's the seesaw back and forth. Um, how much of that change that you talk about is, is lasting? Do you see people coming back six months later and being like, well, I lost 50, but I put 40 back on? Uh, how, 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 how much stickiness is there to kind of what we're teaching people? Well, as I said, the MOVE program is a total 16-week program, but when they finish, we don't just release you back into the wild. We ask you to stay with us. We have what's called the MOVE Lifelong program that you can attend uh, you know, indeterminately as long as you like, one or t- once or twice a month. Um, I have a veteran that I was just in class with this week, and he's been coming for four years. And over that four-year time, he's lost 100 pounds. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I think is really great about the MOVE program that helps ensure that long-term success is the social support. Um, it's, it's hard to do lifestyle change long-term all by yourself and not have people around to help you, especially if you're in a living situation where maybe the people you live with don't support what you're doing. And I think that's what's so great about MOVE is that, okay, maybe – people at home might not support what you're doing, but you have all these people with the MOVE program um, that are rooting and cheering you on. Um, And also is accountability too, when you have, I mean, that's priceless, that alone goes a long way. Um, So I think that makes a really big difference. And also about the MOVE program is it's, you know, a very holistic approach. There's very different aspects to, uh, there's different, what I mean to say is there are many different factors to weight loss and keeping that weight off. And I think the MOVE program does a really great job at addressing all those factors. Well, that's one thing that they, they brought up in the uh, the whole health conversation that we had was that all those things are very intertwined. You know, if, you're, if your, your mental health is not right. where it needs to be, you're going to have a hard time having the energy to go work out. You know, that's during the pandemic, a lot of us have, have seen that where, you know, some of those outside stressors begin to cause you to eat the wrong things or, right. you know, you don't have the willpower to just get up off the couch and go run. Exactly. Or another thing people don't think about is medications that you might be on. Yes. Medications mm-hmm. can play a huge role in how much weight we lose, we gain, um, our appetite, maybe the way food tastes or smells. Um, again, that's something that the MOVE program takes into account, which, may, you know, maybe other weight loss programs don't. Exactly. So we talked a lot about uh, you know veteran weight loss programs and, and fitness routines. Uh, one thing we want to address before we before we go is talk a little about some of the uh, the staff focused or the, the VA employee focused uh, fitness. And uh, we have been challenged again by the Fresno VA. Uh, we just found out we uh, actually announced it during the daily update today that the Fresno VA is uh, issuing a rematch for a fitness challenge that we won last year. So um, they're trying to uh, take down the champs. Oh, I see. So this time, rather than doing a, uh, a step-based um, program, it's going to be based on time. So however much time you spend in the gym or running or whatever, um, we can register it and then we can you know try to take down Fresno again. The question I have for you, Claire, or Carolyn, is... You came here from Fresno, right? Yes, I did. Where do your loyalties lie? (laughs) Well, I'm going to suspend that answer. (laughs) Yes, very good. (laughs) 
No, it's all in good fun. Um, so check the daily update today, and we'll be running the uh, the link for the registration uh, probably throughout the month. It begins officially November 22nd, and will run until December 19th. So uh, make sure you get those minutes logged in there so we can uh, defend the crown. So, ladies, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. This has been really great, and uh, I look forward to working with you in the future. Oh, thank Thanks you so much for having, having us. us. And Josh, thank you again for joining us. You are always. most welcome. Uh, <laughs> you are most welcome. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We will see you in two weeks. You've been listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. For more information about what the VA is doing for Nevada's veterans, check out our official webpage at www.lasvegas.va.gov or follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Las Vegas VA. Thanks for listening.